Welcome to the How to Event Podcast, the premier resource for everyday people who want to plan the event of a lifetime. My name is Allie Denniston. Thank you for joining the party. Welcome back to the pandemic planning mini season. Thus far, we've talked about contracts and what you should focus on in order to protect yourself legally in this pandemic climate. And we've also discussed the decision to cancel an event in addition to several alternatives to cancellation. In today's third and final installment in this special pandemic planning mini season, we'll be talking all about postponement. Perhaps reimagining your event on the originally planned date just isn't feasible for you or just isn't what you want. And cancellation just isn't doing it for you. Postponing can be the best of both worlds by pushing the date out to a time when things may be safer and potentially more lenient in terms of COVID event regulations and potentially allow you to still maintain the majority of the elements that you wish to incorporate into your overall event. I'd like to focus on how to come to the decision that postponement is the best option for you and then highlight the steps that you need to take in order to successfully postpone your event and not miss anything. So how exactly do you decide to postpone your event? I'd say there are two main items that you might want to focus on in your consideration for making this decision. The first and foremost option to consider is, are there stringent restrictions in your area that are preventing you from having the event that you imagined? Every state has their own set of regulations and rules that are required based upon the status of the pandemic in that particular location. For instance, here in Rhode Island, we're in phase three. We're permitted to have outdoor events of up to 100 people with a licensed caterer or indoor events for up to 50 people with a licensed caterer. This being said, Rhode Island happens to be one of the best reactive states thus far. Both Rhode Island and Connecticut have had the lowest number of cases, or recent cases anyway, in recent days. So there are several other states that are having a different experience when it comes to reopening. For example, in Alabama, gatherings of any size are permitted. However, social distancing rules must be able to be followed in that case. A different option, too, is also in Arkansas, gatherings of 50 or fewer are are permitted. In California, gatherings of more than 10 are prohibited. So it really does vary depending on what state you're in as to what the restrictions are going to be governing your event. So what does this all have to do with your decision to postpone your event? Well, depending on what the restrictions in place in your area are, that may have a bearing on whether you would like to move forward with having your event on the originally planned date, potentially with some adjustments, or if you'd prefer to push off the date to a later time when you may be able to host the event with all of the details you had originally imagined. An example of this might be, do you want to hold your birthday party that you had originally invited 150 people to, but now you have to downsize the number of people to only 50 guests? 
Or would you be happier with your event if you pushed it off to a later date and were able to invite all of the guests you had originally hoped to? This is definitely an important aspect to reflect on. Events can be expensive and you want to make sure that whatever expenditures you're making are going to be worth it in the long run. If not being able to have the number of guests that you originally planned is going to make you upset or hinder the overall event, then postponement may be the best option for you. Of course, guest count isn't the only aspect you should be considering. There are several other facets to an event that could potentially be affected by the regulations in place in your area. For instance, some places are not allowing dancing. Others are not allowing cocktail hours to be mingling. So if those things are important to you and to the event that you're planning, then postponement is definitely something that you should be considering strongly. Now, obviously, if the restrictions in your area completely prevent you from having an event, then postponement may be the only option. However, if there are only light restrictions that could still potentially allow you to have your event with adjustments, then the next question you want to ask yourself is, do you feel comfortable with changing the elements of your event or downsizing your guest count in order to fit within a mandated government guideline? If after assessing the guidelines and considering your options, it's determined that you really can't have your event now as planned without making too many adjustments for you to feel comfortable, then postponement is definitely the option for you. And next, we'll talk about the steps that you'll need to take in order to postpone effectively and safely. You've decided to postpone your event. What steps do you need to take in order to achieve the safest and most successful postponement journey possible? Well, first, you have to work with your venue to determine the available dates for your postponement. Ideally, you'll want to work directly with your venue contact and identify a few date options as you'll definitely want to have a variety of dates to offer as you try to reschedule with your vendors. Don't forget that postponement is multifaceted, so once you've determined a date, you need to make sure that your other vendors are available if it's important to you to maintain those vendors for the future date. One piece of advice I can offer you as you are assessing the potential dates for postponement is to really be flexible. Given the pandemic, a lot of events are rescheduling and your venue and vendors are likely working with several couples and event hosts to rehome these events and weddings and prime time Saturday evenings may not be readily available. So if that's something that's important to you, please make sure that you're flexible with your venue and the vendors to ensure that they understand that you're willing to work with them when it comes to identifying the next perfect date. When you have identified a few dates that are feasible for you to postpone to, you'll want to ask your venue if they're able to hold those dates for you. This isn't a guarantee that they'll be able to do that. Some venues are offering holds as a courtesy, just given the overall situation. So 
each venue will be different. Make sure you ask the questions so that you protect yourself because you don't want to be taking the time to work with your vendors to secure one of the alternate dates and have the venue give it away to another client while you're making the move. So make sure you ask about whether or not that's possible, even a 24-hour hold so you can make your calls and determine if it's feasible for your vendors. That can typically be enough and is usually something that the venues will honor. Once you have that all sorted out and you have selected a couple of dates to offer as your alternative postponement dates, you'll want to do what I suggested in the first episode of this season and review your vendor contracts. Make sure that postponement is something that their contracts will allow. Most vendors, again, in this time of the pandemic are being flexible and, again, as a courtesy, are offering the option to postpone without any penalty or potentially for a small fee. However, you do want to be clear on this before reaching out to them with your dates. So make sure that you are reviewing your contracts and are prepared with the information that is contained within them so that this process can be as smooth and seamless as possible. From there, it's just the methodical process of reaching out to each individual vendor you may have secured for your event and proposing the postponement date to see if they're available. If everyone is available for one or multiple of your postponement dates, then great, you're all set. Ask if there's another contract that needs to be signed in order to lock in that new date. If there are some vendors that are not available, consider your options and decide how important it is to you to maintain that particular vendor. And also consider what you may be financially committed to if you were to cancel their services outright. This is a personal call you have to make. If you are committed to postponing and the vendor that you desire is not available, you will have to make an alternate choice for a vendor. So be prepared to make these difficult decisions because they are likely, especially as so many event hosts are having to postpone their events. And it's becoming a very competitive industry to secure the vendors that you truly desire. If a vendor you love is no longer available for your postponement date, ask that vendor if they have a recommendation for someone who may have availability on their calendar. Better to secure someone who is recommended by a vendor you really like rather than having to do your own research to identify an alternative. The next step after locking in the postponement date with your venue and vendors is to alert your guests. If your event date was in the near future, such as within the next month, you should try to reach out to each of your guests individually as they may have travel plans that need to be altered. This might be an email, a text, or even a phone call, something that's a little bit more immediate in order to get in front of them and alert them of a pretty major change. If it is more than one month out from the event, you may wish to create a printed piece to send, such as a resave the date or a postponement announcement. I've seen such a variety of printed pieces just used to notify guests of postponements and I'm sure that you can get creative to identify a design that works for you and complements the theme of whatever event you are planning to postpone. In addition to merely alerting your guests of the postponement, you should also be doing whatever you can to help them in this process. Provide them with follow-up information for room blocks if it's applicable, 
or give them as much lead time as possible so they can adjust their travel plans. Obviously, this isn't always realistic as things are developing quickly and often are unable to be predicted ahead of time. But obviously, if you are throwing a large event, especially something like a wedding or a large corporate event, you are going to want to keep a pulse on the expectation for hosting events in the area that it was projected to be held so that you can give your attendees as much notice as possible. So the last step to this process of postponement isn't really a step per se. It's really more of a mindset. And what I'd like to say to you is it's okay to be upset, especially for all of you wedding couples out there. You may have been planning this event your entire life and looking forward to it for at least months, if not years. And it's okay to be disappointed and sad that it needs to be pushed past the date that you were hoping to hold it. So give yourself some grace and certainly allow yourself a day or two to be upset and to grieve the event that won't be happening when you plan to. A nice way to potentially overcome some of this sadness might be to have a small celebration for the wedding couples out there. That might be a special date night with you and your fiance. Or if it was a birthday celebration, then perhaps doing a smaller scale event with just your immediate family or with your spouse or your kids might be a nice option so that you can still acknowledge the date, but you can avoid the large price tag and going against any kind of regulations that may be in place and preventing you from having the full scale event. So just to recap, when you're deciding to postpone, are there stringent restrictions in your area preventing you from having the event you imagined? Do you feel uncomfortable with changing the elements of your event or downsizing your guest count in order to fit within the guidelines? If so, you'll want to think about postponing. Once you decide to postpone, work with your venue to determine available dates for postponement. Once you identify a few date options, Then you want to reach out to your vendors in order to confirm their availability. Make sure you're flexible. The pandemic has caused lots of events to reschedule and your venue and vendors are probably working with others to rehome their events too. If everyone is available for your postponement dates, then great. If not, you may have to do some additional research to identify some vendors as replacements. Once you lock in your postponement date with your venue and vendors, Then you have to let your guests know. There are several ways that you can do this, and Pinterest has some really fun ideas. Don't forget, it's okay to be upset. If you can't have your event on the day that you planned, perhaps planning something a little bit celebratory to acknowledge the date is the right option for you. As I talked about in one of the previous episodes, There is a large movement amongst the event industry encouraging clients to postpone, not cancel. And I definitely think this resonates with me personally as someone who works for a venue. It's a really hard hit to these venues and vendors as well as to the event clients. So keep that in mind. And if you are able to postpone, definitely consider taking advantage of that option. I can assure you that your venues and vendors will appreciate it. 
This concludes the third and final episode of the pandemic planning mini-season of the How to Event podcast. I so appreciate you joining me on the start of this journey, especially in these unprecedented times of COVID-19 and alternative events. I hope these episodes were helpful for those of you who are planning through the pandemic. If there were topics that I didn't cover that you think would be helpful to explore in your event planning journey, I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about today's topic? Join me in the How to Event podcast group on Facebook where you can ask your questions, start a discussion, and have the chance for your topic to be featured on a future episode. Don't forget to visit howtoeventpodcast.com for the newest episodes and show notes from How to Event. Thanks for joining me today. Can't wait to welcome you all back in two weeks for the launch of season two of the How to Event podcast. Happy planning. Thank you.